A Table of Fables. From the constellations to the oceans, all the nations, all our notions, it makes a story, a million stories. Hello, boys and girls, moms and dads, and thanks for tuning in to A Table of Fables. I'm James Funnyhat. I'm a fabulist, and what fabulists do is tell short stories that have a meaning. What's the meaning? Well, I just tell the stories, and that means that you have to do the hard part of trying to figure out what the story means. It's good to try to find out what the meaning of stories are, though, because stories happen to you many times a day. And when you figure out what they mean, you can decide which stories happen to you next. I'm glad you're back again on this show. And we're going to begin a fable or a story in a moment. First, I wanted to answer some questions that I got by email. The last episode had a story about questions, so it's good that there are some questions that you sent in. Today, I have a question from Isabella in St. Boniface, Manitoba, Canada. She asks, Hi, James Funny Hat. Why do they call you James Funny Hat? Thanks for the question, Isabella. The reason they call me James Funny Hat is because my name is James and because I used to wear funny hats. But not anymore. I actually stopped wearing funny hats on New Year's Eve. But you can't just change your name, so people still call me James Funny Hat, even though I only wear normal hats now. Just like in the picture that goes with this podcast, I'm just wearing a hat, but it's not a funny hat. It's a walking hat for going on long or medium walks with. Have a look. It's not funny. Even right now, I'm not wearing a funny hat. I'm just wearing my bath hat, which is just a regular blue hat with some soap stuck to one side, some shampoo stuck to the other side, and a rubber ducky on top. That's not funny. Unless you think it's funny to have a rubber duck on your hat. Which you don't, because all bath hats have rubber duckies on them. Your bath hat has a rubber ducky on it, doesn't it, Isabella? Anyway, thanks for the question. We have another question, and this is from Charlie in Toronto. Charlie asks, Hi, James Funny Hat. During the last story, you said that we weren't allowed to sit on the wall. 
I broke that rule and was sitting on the wall the whole time. He he. What? You sat on the wall? Charlie, how did you sit on the wall? I didn't know kids could sit on the wall these days. When I was a kid, nobody could sit on the wall. Isn't that dangerous? Wait, are you trying to trick me, Charlie? Did you really sit on the wall? Actually, maybe he did. And it, and it sounds like fun. Maybe I'll try to sit on the wall too. Okay. Okay, here we go. I'm going to try to sit on the wall. I'm just going to go over here. Now, okay, I'm near the wall. I'm going to try to put my hand up here. And then I'm going to try to sit like, okay, I guess, what do you do now? You just jump. Ow. Okay, uh, this time I'm going to try to take a run at it, okay? Uh, I don't know how you did that, Charlie. Okay, one, two, three. Here I go! Ow! Ow! Yow! Charlie, I don't know how you did that. Whoa, okay. Anyways, let's get back to the show. Last time, I told you the 10 rules. And today, I'll tell you rule number 11. No listening to this show while doing cartwheels on a telephone wire. That means you too, Charlie. Don't do it. Follow the rules of the podcast. The story is coming soon. And when you listen to a story, you learn something that you may not be able to know otherwise because through the story, you experience what other people experience. You kind of get to walk in their shoes or see the world through their eyeballs. If you learn what happened to someone else, you can learn more than you ever could on your own. We can learn from people who are in different countries, who are different ages, even who lived in different times. That's a huge deal. Nothing else can do it. Does your cat write letters to another cat in Brazil to see what the mice taste like there? No. Have you ever seen a rabbit send an email telling the latest news to other rabbits? No. Only people have that kind of language that can tell stories. Nothing else can understand the world like we can. And it's very important that we do it, because when we understand, we can learn, change, and make things better. Stories are like experience machines and understanding machines that let you do what someone else did without even having been there. Because that way, we don't only learn about what happens in front of our own faces, we can learn from someone else, from someone else's eyeballs, over and over again at any time. It's amazing. Whose eyeballs are we going to learn from today? We're going to learn what it is like to be a skunk. Yeah, a skunk. You may have been hoping for something else, something that doesn't smell so uh, skunky. Sorry about that. But skunks are what we have today, and I'm just the fabulist. I can't say what the stories mean or what's in them. Soon you'll hear the sound of a bell. That will be the story bell. The first ring means that the story has begun. The second ring will mean that the story is over. When you hear the bell, put your hands up in the air over your head. When you can't hear it anymore, put your hands down. When you hear the bell, hands up, 
And when you can't hear it anymore, hands down. Let's take a deep breath to get ready, and then we'll start. All the way in. All the way out. Okay, let's start. Walking through the forest one day was a very nice, cute, and happy little skunk named Sammy. He was carrying his lunch, humming a tune, and wondering where he should sit down to eat. Suddenly, right in front of him, there appeared a very nervous, very frightened, and very agitated rabbit. Run, everyone! Run! The rabbit said. Horrible Harold is coming! Horrible Harold is coming! Run as fast as you can! Horrible Harold is coming! And with that, the rabbit frantically ran away. Who's Horrible Harold? thought Sammy. And why is that poor rabbit so afraid of him? Sammy Skunk thought for a while, stroked his chin, and thought, Hmm, I know who he is. Horrible Harold is probably a big bully who takes stuff that doesn't belong to him, like probably lunches. And then he declared out loud so anyone who was there could hear, Well, I'm not going to let him. If Horrible Harold tries to take my lunch, I'll spray him with my stinky spray. And as he said that, he turned around, lifted up his tail, and pointed his bottom down the path ready to spray at Horrible Harold. And when I say he pointed his bottom, I mean his backside, his derriere, his bum. No longer concerned, Sammy carried on, humming and looking for a spot to sit and eat. A few minutes later, there came a sound of big footsteps. Uh-oh, this must be Horrible Harold, said Sammy Skunk as he peered down the path. The sound got closer until a big, big dog appeared. The dog was huge, with big paws, a wide mouth, and a long tail. Stop! Stop, Horrible Harold! Don't you try to take my lunch, or I'll spray you with my stinky spray, shouted Sammy Skunk. As he turned around, lifted his tail, and pointed his bottom right at the dog. Wait! Don't spray! I'm not Horrible Harold, said the big dog. Sorry about that, apologized Sammy. Who are you? I'm Fluffy the dog. Fluffy? I thought you were Horrible Harold because Horrible Harold is coming. Horrible Harold is coming? The dog's eyes grew big with fear. He bolted off in the same direction he came from. Sammy Skunk thought about how fast that huge dog ran away and a frightened look came over his face. If that big, huge dog dog is afraid of Horrible Harold's, then Horrible Harold must be even bigger than that dog. He 
anxiously began to chew on his nails. A few minutes later, there was a sound of something even bigger coming through the forest. Coming down the path, straight towards Sammy Skunk, was a 900-pound Bengal tiger with rippling muscles, dangerously sharp claws, and menacing fangs. Stop! Stop, horrible Harold! shouted Sammy. Don't you try to take my lunch, or I'll spray you with my stinky spray! He turned around lifted his tail and pointed his bottom right at the big tiger. Wait! Don't spray! I'm not Horrible Harold! said the tiger. Oh, sorry about that. Who are you? asked Sammy. I'm just Sweetie Pie, the tiger. Sweetie Pie? I thought you were Horrible Harold. Because Horrible Harold is coming. Horrible Harold is coming. Ah! Sweetie Pie the Tiger turned and ran away as fast as he could. Now, Sammy Skunk thought to himself that if that big dog is afraid and that huge tiger is afraid, then Horrible Harold must be bigger than both of them. His teeth began to chatter with fright. A few minutes later, there was the sound of enormous footsteps coming down the path straight towards Sammy Skunk. The trees were shaking, the ground was shaking, and coming right up to Sammy Skunk was a 12,000-pound bull elephant with tusks as thick as trees. Stop! Stop! Stop, horrible Harold! Don't you dare try to take my lunch, or I'll spray you with my stinky spray! He turned around, lifted his tail, and pointed his bottom right at the ginormous elephant. Wait! Please don't spray, said the elephant with his big booming voice. I'm not horrible Harold. Oh, Sorry about that. Who are you? asked Sammy. I'm just Sweet Lovey Muffin, the elephant. Sweet Lovey Muffin? Whoa, I, I thought you were Horrible Harold because Horrible Harold is coming. Horrible Harold is coming? Oh! The elephant screamed and ran. Now, Sammy Skunk could hardly think because he was shaking with fear. The, 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 the b -b bunny was afraid. The d dog was afraid. The t -t 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 tiger was afraid. The, 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 the elephant was afraid. Who is horrible Harold? As he stood there, quaking and shaking, he heard another sound coming down the path. But it was a happy sound. It was a musical and joyful sound of something coming. Sammy looked down the path and saw a skunk about the same size as him. It was whistling this happy tune and dancing. 
Nice song, said Sammy. Will you teach it to me? Sure I will, replied the other skunk in a friendly voice. The two skunks sang and danced to the song. They spun and whistled and danced and sang under the trees like old friends. After the dancing, Sammy Skunk said, You're really nice. Would you like to share my lunch with me? Sure I will, said the other skunk. The two skunks sat and ate, and when they were done, Sammy asked, You're so nice. What's your name, anyway? Harold, replied the other skunk. You're Harold? Horrible Harold? But you're so nice. Why do they call you that, anyway? I don't know, because of my smell or something, said the other skunk. Well, I think you smell really nice, just like me, said Sammy. That was how the two skunks became best friends. And you should remember this story if you ever find yourself afraid of someone who you didn't yet meet because of what you heard about them. It could turn out that they're actually not so scary and quite a bit like you. Thanks so much for tuning in to Table of Fables with me today. I'm James Funnyhat. A very special thanks to Nicholas and Nella in Oshawa, to Beatrice in Oregon, and Lowen in Toronto for supporting the show. Thank you very much. If you would like to support the show, you can go to my website, jamesfunnyhat.com, to find out how. Thank you very much. I would love it if you would write in and tell me what you think of the stories. Ask questions, give answers, anything. You can send an email to james at jamesfunnyhat.com or you can make a voice recording and send it to the same address. If you don't know how to do that, your parents will be able to help you. If your parents don't know how to do it, you can help them. So, thanks for coming. And if you like the shows, follow it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much, and see you next time on A Table of Fables. <laughs>